Hello, and welcome to the teaching ministry of Impact Family Church. For more information, including service times and directions, or to find out more about us, you can visit our website at www.impactfamilychurch.com. We trust you'll be blessed by today's message. While I was standing up here, just the Lord spoke this to my heart, and I'm just gonna I'm just gonna share it with you, not not in the form of prophecy or anything, but he what he said to me was Sunday night. I don't know if you noticed, um, but there was a spirit of prophecy in the place. There was there was an anointing that came on so many of you who came and took the mic. You know, and just began to share out of your hearts. There was an anointing in this place that was just palpable. You know, and it was dwelling on each and every one of us. And the ones who took them out, I mean, you could just see it. You know, you could just see it. You could hear it. You could feel it. You know, that is something that is not going to be just a once in a while thing. Do you understand? Moving forward because of where we're at spiritually here. That's going to become the norm around here. When the spirit gets to moving, you have something. Be bold enough to step out and give what God has given you in any particular time. When that, when obviously, when it's the right setting, when it's the right moment, you know, you don't just get up in the middle of somebody preaching or ministering the word, you know, and just you know go. Ahead. But when the time is there, you just be bold enough to step out. And let that, that anointing fall on you. And let the word just have its way through your lips. Because God has anointed each and every one of you. It's not just for the person who stands behind the pulpit. God has anointed each and every one of you to speak a word in due season. And when it's time, you need to just, just go with the flow. You'll, you'll notice that uh, uh, Lizzie started that off and she came to me and said, you know, I, I feel like I have something, Pastor. And, and I checked my heart and, and agreed that, you know, I, I sensed that she did. So that's proper order. You know, come to the pastor and just say, you know, I think I have something. And, and, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, sometimes, you know, I've had people do that and I've said, said, well, wait a few minutes. It's not, not right now, that maybe a little later. And then we did something else in a few minutes, we came back to that. So, Amen. So, you know, it's a, it's a learning, it's a learning yeah. time. Yeah. yeah. But I just want you to understand it. You are anointed. Amen. You are anointed. Amen. And God can use you if you allow him to use you. Amen. He wants to use each and every believer. Amen. Not just one or two. You know, I came up in a church that there was only one or two people who ever, you know, stepped out in, in spiritual gifts, who ever really had anything to share. Remember that? Just just one or two. I mean, maybe maybe three or four, you know, in that whole congregation of about 300 people. But that's not the way God intends that to be. You know, and so we've seen more and more of those kind of services in the last few months, you know, where the Spirit of God, I mean, maybe it's just praise and worship that we're in, and, and then things just kind of get to rolling, you know, and then God just begins to pull people out, you know. But you have to respond to that. You know, it might be a little scary, might be a little frightening. It might be a little uncomfortable. But just go with it and just see what God will do. Amen. Amen. Got Amen. anything else? Mm-mm. Amen. So anyway, that's, that's what I have for that. Okay, you can be seated. Hallelujah. Two weeks ago we were talking about, when I told you my subject was one word from God, and we were talking about a lot of things out of the Old Testament, 
you know, two weeks ago about, about different people, you know, that, that, that God spoke to. You know, and right now, because, because we live in the era that we live in, we have the advantage of having the written word. But, you know, there are times when God speaks things to us. In the Old Testament, there really wasn't much for them to depend on. wasn't anything for them to rely on. God had to speak through the prophets. He had to speak to people about doing different things. You know, and so we, we talked about some of those things. Um, God told Noah to build an ark. He got busy. God told Abram to get out of the land and to go to a place that God was showing. And what did he do? He immediately responded and departed his homeland. When God speaks to you, it's time to move. It's time to move. You know, as long as we have the written word right here, there is so much here that the word tells us, gives us instructions about. He doesn't, he should not have to put it in the form of a, I command you this day, thus saith the Lord. When it's written here, you know, this is instruction for you to follow. These are not optional things that he puts in here. There may be a time when he speaks to you and says something to you like this. When are you going to start doing what you see right there? When are you going to start doing it? Because let's face it, we're all guilty of that. We see it in the Word, but for one reason or another, we, we choose to kind of draw back from it. Well, now that's going to mean a, cha- a major change of, of lifestyle. That's going to mean a major change of this. That's, I just don't want, sometimes we're just honest going, I don't want to. You know, and, and that's a good place to be honest. I don't want to. Well, then, then that's up to you. Because, you know, God loves you no matter what. Whether you obey him, whether you, you know, heed his word or not, he loves you, but all you've, done, you've chosen to do is make it hard on yourself. Because there's a lot of blessing in obedience. There's a lot of blessing in responding to what he tells you to do. And, there's, and he can't bless you until you do. He can't bless you the way he wants to bless you until you respond to what he's told you here. But you know, the, the spoken word is also known as rhema. And when God speaks something to you, you should take that to the bank, so to speak. You know, we, we've seen a lot of things. You know, we, we talked a lot about, um, uh, let's see, let me, let me kind of run back through what we talked about. Um, you know, we talked about Elijah a lot. How Elijah just, you know, God told Elijah just gave him word and told him to go to, the, to a certain place. He said, I've commanded the ravens to feed you there. There is a place you need to be. I think last week I put, or two weeks ago, I put it like this, that when a, a, you know, there's a football game going on and they've called a particular play, the quarterback is going to throw that ball to where the receiver is supposed to be. Not to where he is, but where he's supposed to be. See, God's going to provide for you where you're supposed to be. Maybe not where you are right now, but where you're supposed to be. And you better find out where the there is and be, and be there. And, and sometimes that's a physical place. If God says, you need to get your fanny in church tonight, there's a reason. He shouldn't have to tell you that because it says, forsake not the assembling of yourselves together. But when he says, you, you need to be there. How many times have, have some of us, me included, Thought to myself, I sure wish it was a Wednesday night. I don't feel like going. I don't want to go. I don't want to go. 
And, and God just, you know, no, you need to go. You need to go. He's just encouraging you with what you already know to do. And, and we get up and we come and we go, oh, thank you, Jesus, I didn't miss that. I didn't miss that. And sometimes that location is a physical, it's not just a physical place, it's a spiritual place. You know, you should be growing on a, on a regular basis. You ought to be able to look at where you are right now and, and be able to see that you are, you are fit, you're spiritually in a different place than you were a year ago. Because this life in God is just not just kind of status quo. The, he intends for us to keep going. For, what does it say? Go from glory to glory. We are constant, the constantly, if you're constantly spending time with him, if you're constantly spending time in the word, you have, there's no way you can't grow. It's inevitable. And you should be able to look back ever so often and see that you've come a long way. There are certain blessings that are waiting for you in that growth process. In that spiritual place that you find yourself today, there's more blessing than there was where you were back there. You know, Pastor and I were just having a conversation. Um, was that Monday night or yesterday morning? Uh, about how far God has brought us. And about how, how blessed we are. And about how the, the lean days, how we were comfortable, you know, back in Jacksonville. And we were comfortable. We didn't have, we weren't wealthy or anything, but we, we had a comfortable life. And then God takes us to, to Oklahoma to Bible school, brings us back and brings us over here. And my goodness, you know, up until that time, we had never wondered where the next meal was coming from. But while we were there, and in the early days, the first couple of years here, you know, there were many times we wondered where the next meal was coming from. But God always provided. He was always faithful. And, and we were just talking about how, how much more blessed we are now and about the journey we're about to undertake. And even though it seems a, a little like, take a deep breath, you know, for me, you know, and get, we're in a much better place spiritually, you know, to be able to believe God. You know, I just needed, I just needed hot dog money, you know, 45 years ago, you know. You know, now it's a whole, I can believe God for a whole lot more. You know, but there are blessings waiting for you at every stage of your spiritual life. The place that you find yourself in spiritually should be a place of blessing. And if you don't find yourself in that place of blessing, you need to find out why not. Are you where you're supposed to be spiritually? I'm going to have to have a chat with those people over there about popping popcorn. (laughs) Bring it, Pop, so I don't have to smell it. (laughs) But seriously, there there are places and levels of spiritual growth that you need to get to because God's got something waiting for you there. It's not okay just to say, oh, I'm okay. You know, it's no big deal. Yes, it is a big deal. If you could only pull back your spiritual curtains and with your spiritual eyes look at what God's got in store for you, you would run to it instead of dragging our feet. I tell you what, I, I I just expect the next few years for us just to take off running. You know, you need to, you need to take off running. God's got it for you. 
He's got provision. He's got blessing. He's got abundance. He's got things you can't even imagine waiting for you. But you, you, you just need to hear from him. And you need to listen to what he says to you, out of the word. But when God speaks something to your heart, you need to make sure you know that's the voice of God. You know, I, I, it always brings me back to John in the 10th chapter. It talks, it says this, he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. And when he puts forth his own sheep, he goes before them and the sheep follow him for they know his voice and a stranger they will not follow, but will flee from him for they know not the voice of strangers. So in order to do this, you have to be, number one, familiar with the word so you know whether it lines up or not with the word. And then you have to to also put yourself in a place where you recognize and are sensitive to when God speaks something directly to you. He will tailor and make a word. It'll be based out of the the word, the written word. But I'm telling you what, there are times he will give you tailor-made instruction. And you need to know without a shadow of a doubt that that is God talking to you. And sometimes it's just one thing, something small. It could be something big. It could be something small. You don't know. I went over to the, to the New Testament and I started looking at some things. Go with me to Acts. And you know, well, before I do that, let me, let me, just, let me just say this. Um, back in the, in the Old Testament, there was really some, some really uh, good examples of what it was like to, to, to balk at what God was telling somebody to do. How about over in 1 Kings 5 verse 10 where Naaman, <laughs> this big captain of the army, came to the prophet and he goes, I, I need healing, you know, because this little captive girl had said, you go talk to the prophet, he can make sure you're healed because Naaman had leprosy. Well, the prophet didn't come out and talk to him directly. He sent his servant out. And the servant came out and said, go wash yourself seven times in the Jordan River. Well, that's a muddy river. Who wants to do that? Well, he thought he was too good for that. Do you know some people will not get blessed because they're too good to do what God told them to do? Because it, does, it looks like it's kind of a lowly thing. Why would I want to do that? Oh, what if God says to you, you know, somebody you've had an issue with for a long time, you need to go do something nice for them. Oh, no, 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 no. Mm-mm-mm, no. Do you want to get blessed or not? You're going to balk at what God tells you to do? Go here instead of here. But I've got this to do. No, you, you do this. You, you go here. How often have we found ourselves discounting something that we heard? Something that we heard. See, I don't think God has a problem with us kind of stopping and going, okay, let me make sure that that's, that's, that's God talking to me. He don't think he has a problem with that. But he has a problem with you just buck going, why would I want to do that? We don't always you know, put it in those terms, but, but our actions say that we don't want to do that. You know, I, you know, why would I want to do that? You know, why would I? Just do it. If that's God, just do it. Naaman finally, you know, gave in and went and did it and came up clean. Uh, Jonah was told to arise and go to Nineveh. And uh, instead... He went and got himself on a boat. And what does it say? So he could go from the presence of the Lord. Mm-hmm. There are times when people hear things at church they don't like. Because it 
ruffles their feathers a little bit. It rubs the fur the wrong way. And so their answer a lot of times is, well, I just won't go to church anymore. Especially if so-and-so is preaching. If so-and-so is going to be in the pulpit, I ain't ain't going. I ain't going. Well, that's not going to be a good idea for you. God's talking to you. You certainly better obey. Then there was Moses. Moses was told in, in Numbers, he had a great track record up until now. When God told him to do something, he did it. But Moses got a little full of himself. And when God told him to speak to the rock... He didn't. He struck the rock. And then he turned around and gave the people a piece of his mind. (laughs) Not God, because he said to them, Must we fetch you water out of this rock? He was just a little perturbed with them. Somebody once made the joke about how, you know, Moses had to, had such a, these people gave him such a headache, he had to go up on the mountain and get two tablets. They they were they were honestly a handful, to, you know. I mean, come on, you know, you got six million people here who are always griping and complaining. I, I need some tablets myself, you know. <laughs> but uh, that kept him out of the promised land. He knew better. He knew better, and he disobeyed. How often did we know better and we disobeyed something God spoke to us, and it cost us. That, that's not the optimum thing. God's not looking for you to, to, to disobey him. You know, the th- whole thing about it is when God tells us to do something, he, he's really trying to put us in a place of blessing, position us for blessing. There's something coming, you know, down the pipe. He wants us there. Um, you know, in the early part of the New Testament, just when Jesus was alive, he was here to physically speak to these men to his disciples. You find over in, in Matthew 17, verse 27, he told them to go, to go down and find a fish and open the fish's mouth and there'd be a coin in it to pay their taxes. Listen, sometimes it's a minor thing like money to pay your taxes. You know, God will give you, give you direction on certain things, how to handle certain things. Then in Luke 5, 5, the fishermen, the people who knew how to fish, had been fishing all night. And they hadn't caught anything. Jesus was not a fisherman. And yet he said, let down your nets. Let down your nets. Now, I'm sure these guys turned around and went, excuse me, what do you know about fishing? But Peter, thank God, he said, master, master. He recognized the authority that Jesus had by saying master. And he said, nevertheless, at your word, I let down my net. He that put down the net had a haul so big the boat nearly sank. See, God, God, there are times when God will tell you to do something that doesn't sound, sound a thing like makes any sense. And yet if you'll do it, major blessing is a result of it for you personally. And then there was Jesus at the wedding feast. You know, his mama comes to him and says, they don't... And Jesus and the disciples come and they say, ask for some wine. And she says, they don't have any wine. So at this point, you know, he's basically, mama's, mama's wanting him to do something. And she has enough, enough sense. She looked at the servant and said, whatever he tells you to do, do it. Nike thinks they have a corner on the market. Just do it. No, mama did. Mama did. Just do it. 
And so they did it, and they came back, and what they served out of those water pots then was the best wine of all. Listen, Jesus, God, the Holy Spirit, when you get a word from God, the results you're going to get from obeying it are going to be the best results. You can settle, but you can have the best just as long as you just keep doing what he tells you to do. And then there was Philip. Go with me to Acts 8. Hallelujah. These all seem like small things, but the principles are there. You know, God wants you to, to, he wants to give you a word about things that pertain to your everyday, ordinary life. He wants to, you to trust him when it seems like this is kind of out of the norm, that this, this shouldn't work. Listen, you know, I have come to the conclusion that financially speaking, you know, all the money I give to God and the money I put into, into when he tells me to sow things and, and give things, you know, it does not seem like it should add up. But I love his accounting system. I don't understand it always, but I just enjoy the blessings of it. That's the difference, you know. When he tells you to do something, it just seems totally out of whack. Just trust him enough to do it. And then there are times like this in Acts 8, let's start in verse uh, 26. And the angel of the Lord spoke to Philip, saying, Arise and go toward the south unto the way that goes down from Jerusalem to Gaza. He immediately, in verse 27, he arose and went. No argument. No hesitation, he just arose and went. And so when he got down there, he said, an an Ethiopian, a man of great authority under Candace, the queen of the Ethiopians, who had charge of all her treasure, had come to Jerusalem to worship, was returning and sitting in his chariot, reading Isaiah the prophet. Then the the Spirit said unto Philip, go near and join yourself to this chariot. How many times are we going to find ourselves in places where God tells you, Go there without you knowing where, why you need to go. And there's somebody there waiting who's got a question you can answer. There's help that you can provide for them. Anyway, it says that uh, the Spirit said to Philip, go near and join yourself to this chariot. Don't be shy when God puts somebody in your path. And Philip ran. He ran thither to him and heard him read the prophet Isaiah and said, do you understand what you read? And he said, how can I accept some man guide me? And he desired Philip that he would come up and sit with him. And the place of the scripture he read was, so then he went on, you know, the, the eunuch answered Philip uh, in verse 20 and 30, 34. He said, I pray thee." he asked him questions. In verse 35, Philip opened his mouth and began at the same scripture and preached unto him Jesus. And as they went on their way, the eunuch says, here's water. What hinders me to be? Why can't I be baptized right here? Philip said, if you believe with all your heart, you may. And he said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. Listen, there are people who are open to you, who are just waiting for somebody to come give them an answer, who have questions, you know, and they just want somebody. They don't know who to ask. They don't know where to go. Listen, when God tells you to do something, sometimes it's for somebody else's benefit. And you have, we have no way of knowing what a ripple effect Philip spending these moments with this eunuch had. Why? Because it said he was a man of great authority 
under Candace, the queen of the Ethiopians, and he had charge of all her treasure. This was a man of influence. A man of influence. But you never know who that person is that you're going to have an opportunity to talk to. So, you know, when God speaks to you, go, go here. There may be a reason why he's telling you to go there, and it's not for you, it's for somebody else. Hallelujah. Uh, in Acts 9, uh, chapter 9, Ananias is told to go pray for Saul. He goes, oh, can you imagine? You got to lay hands on the man who eventually wrote so much of the New Testament. Ah, what an impact that had. You know, and God was able to use it. But just said, go pray for him. Go, pray, go lay your hands on him. And then there was... Acts 10, you see Peter and Cornelius both had separate words from God met in the middle, so to speak. You know, it opened the door for everybody understanding that this new religion, this new way of life, this new thing that Jesus had started was not just for Jews. It was for Gentiles as well. You know, there's no telling, you know, what would have happened had either one of them said, nah, I'm not doing that. But we have to get to a place where we are, we are encouraged enough in the word and we know we've heard from God that we will do exactly what that spoken word is. Uh, Acts 27, uh, verses 21 through 25, it says that Paul, in verse 10, it says that Paul perceived. Well, let's just go over there. Acts 27. Hallelujah. In, in verse 10, Paul just told these, these people as they were about ready to set sail. He says, I perceive this voyage will be with hurt and much damage. But nobody listened to him. He says he perceived it. He, he, he just knew in his heart. But here's the thing. When the storm got to rolling and everything was going crazy and everybody was, was, you know, was <gasps> afraid and, and the, the weather was horrendous, you know, in verse 21... This is. I thought. Well, you know, at least at least every once in a while, somebody gets to say, "I told you so." Uh, Paul said, "You should have hearkened to me. You should have. You should have listened." And uh, so I thought, well, Paul can do that. I can do that every once in a while. You know, you should have listened to me. But he said in verse twenty-two, he said, "I tell you to be of good cheer, for there will be no loss of any man's life among you, but the ship." They could probably be be saying. Well, what makes you think so? I mean, look around you. We're in the midst of a storm, and it's been days, and, and, the, and everything is, and we're about to sink. But what, he, what did he do? He went on in verse 23. He says, there stood by me this night the angel of God, whose I am and whom I serve. See, I think that is really the, the basis of anything that God speaks to you. You have to know whose I am and who I serve. That's where it all flows out of. Not because you just imagine something, but you know who you belong to and you know who you serve. And you know you can trust it. You know you can trust what he tells you. But he went on to say, said, this angel stood by there and said, fear not, Paul, for you must be brought to Caesar. And God has given you all them that sail with you. Listen, Acting on the word that God gives you will cause protection for other people in your midst, in your circle. 
in the people you come in contact with, there are elements of protection not just for you, but that includes them. And it's, and it's imperative that we just get to that place where we listen to that word that God has, has given to us. You know, um, I, there's been times in, in my life in, in recent years and in years past, you know, where God just, you know, just, just something out of the word or something out of a message I heard just suddenly became alive. It's like there was this neon sign that was, or neon sign that just kind of lit up, you know, and, and you know that's God speaking something directly to you about a certain situation, a certain thing that you're dealing with, a certain question you have, a certain situation you have to deal with. You know that's God talking to you. And I'm telling you what, when you know that without a shadow of a doubt, you can take that and just stand on it. And don't let go of it. Just stand on it. I've, I've had... I've had, I've had moments, you know, and, and I've told this story so many times, you know, and it bears repeating that all those years ago when I had cancer and I knew God said to me, he said to me, surgery will take care of it. I came out of that surgery and I found out that I had two positive lymph nodes and I was going to have to do this chemo business. And I went back and I said, I thought you told me this. And he said, what makes you think I didn't? Two lymph nodes. They got, they got what they needed to get out, plus the two lymph nodes that had anything in I'm going, okay. And God followed it up 10 days later when I took myself. Pastor, pastor drove me down to Miami, and we, we got in on one of Dad's and Hagen's meetings you know, that, that he was having down there. And I got down there, and instead of Dad being in the pulpit, it was Keith Moore in the pulpit, and I kind of was a little disappointed. And then Brother Keith got up there and talked about how faithful God is. I tell you what, when you got a word from God and you know it came from God, you hang on to it. And when the enemy tries to tell you that you didn't hear right, you go, yes, I did. And God will come back and just, and he'll remind you of his faithfulness. He'll remind you that he's faithful to his word. He is faithful to his written word. He's faithful to his spoken word. And you can, you can, you can stand on it all day and all night. Doesn't matter what anything looks like. You can, you can take that and you can rely on it 100%. And know this, there are times in your life when one word is all you need. You know, if you're dealing with a healing, a situation where there's healing involved, you don't have to go through the Bible or, or Pastor Chip Bolio's book, you know, that's this thick with all those healing scriptures and all the different translations. You don't have to go through it and find 1,400 ones to stand on. You have to find the one that God speaks to your heart. It only takes one. It only takes one. You know, sometimes I, I've seen people, you know, who are in a, in a situation where you know, there's serious health issues and they want to get all these scriptures together and they want to just go through them and go through them. Well, what's God speaking to your heart? You know, I appreciate so much that when, when Kendra was going through what she went through a few years ago, that she told me that she would get up every single morning and she's got a whole list of, of healing scriptures and she, and she would say, which one, Lord, today should I focus on? Which one? should I focus on today? You know, you can get so overwhelmed with scriptures that you don't, that nothing really gets in you. But I'm telling you what, when God says this one, this one, you can take that one, you can meditate on it all, all day long because God spoke that one to your heart that day. Tomorrow might be a different one. 
Next week might be a different one. But I'm telling you what, all you need is one word from God. You don't need a whole, thank God for people who pray. Thank God for people who support you in prayer and back you up in prayer and, and stand with you. But I'm telling you what, with you and one word from God is really all you need. When you know it's God talking to you, that's really all you need. Because it'll, it'll work. It'll work every time. It will do what it needs to do. But we have to get to a place where we're open to hearing from God. In our lives, he really wants to direct every part of your life. There are many times I, I, I know and I'm, I'm sure that, you know, God's willing to let me kind of just, okay, do what you want to do. But you should always have a spiritual antenna up to see if God's got something else to say. You know, he doesn't care what dress I put on today. But maybe there are times when I need to put on a specific dress. You know, there have been. You know, because of something that came up during the day. Maybe I should, maybe I should have on a dress today instead of a pair of pants. You know, you know, he really doesn't care which one I do. But there may be an opportunity that he does. Which is even in the little things. We should just be willing to be open to whatever he's got to say to us. Hallelujah. Do we take the instruction that we receive, receive seriously? Or do we just kind of, eh, pass it off? Eh, that's no big deal. Listen, if God's talking to you, it's a big deal. It may seem small. It may seem minor to you, but it's a big deal to him. If it's nothing more than just learning to obey. And sometimes we find ourselves in places where we just need to learn to obey. You know, when my kids were growing up, you know, when from the time that they were little, they just needed to obey. And it was, we started off with the small things. You're never going to get anywhere with God if you don't learn to obey in the small things. He can't trust you with big things if you're not willing to follow him in the small things. If you're not willing to listen to his instructions on the small areas, then he's, there's, no, there's no way he's going he's gonna to try to give you instructions on something big. Listen, everything in our lives is progressive. You're able to handle certain things today that you could not have handled five years ago. There are things you're going to be able to handle five years from now that you can't handle today. Everything is progressive, but everything is important. It's important and it's vital to you that you learn to obey. You learn to hear what God's talking to you about, what he says to you, the instructions he gives you, and it's important that you learn to obey those things so that you can grow, so that you can be blessed, so that you can be protected, so that you can be an influencer, so that you can be there when somebody else needs you. We need to be willing to interrupt our lives, interrupt our schedule, interrupt my budget, interrupt a lot of different things because God had something to say. He had something to say to me, and I need to follow that. Don't be impatient. Just learn to follow that inward witness. Learn to, to follow when God talks. I know, I know this, this kind of seems like when I, when I say, you know, one word from God, we, you're Pastor Angel, you're talking about being led by the Spirit. Yes and no. There are times when our own spirit talk, talks to us, but there are times when something, you know that's God. You know that's God. 
And you need to be aware of it. And you need to be in a place where, just one word, Lord, just one word, just one word. I'll do it, whatever it is, just one word. I'll take care of that. Small, major. Like I said, you, you, don't, need to, you don't need to decide whether it's small. You don't need to decide whether it's unimportant or whether it's minor. You just need to decide that if God said it, I'll do it. Be really willing. And don't make the mistake of assuming that, the, that it's the same all the time. This situation is very similar to the one I've already dealt with, and, and I did this. Don't assume that what he's got for you in, in the situation you're in now is the same as what it was in another similar situation. Don't assume that. You check, and you see what God's got to say about it. And then you go on from there. Um, there are times when the instruction, I think I, I'm probably am saying this in a different way, but it's probably the same thing, that certain instructions may seem unnecessary, but it may be just because you need to learn a little bit more about how to obey. This may just mean that you need to get your little act together and, and be attuned to what he's talking to you about and be ready to do it. You know, he's tra- he trains us just like we train our, our, our physical children. We start with the small things. We let them do these things, and when they've accomplished those things, then we give them more things. We give them more instructions. And just like my children as they got older, you know, uh, I had to repeat myself a few times. And then I got to the place where we had to say, excuse me, you're not listening. Tell me what I just said to you. I wonder if God, does God do that to you sometimes? What, what did I tell you? What, what, what did I say to you? And I go, um, uh... Uh, that's what my boys used to do. Um, uh, something about something. Well, something about something. And, and I'm going, okay, give me get your attention. Let's try this again. This is what I said. Now repeat it back to me. Sometimes God will have you tell him back what he just told you so that he knows you got it. But there's a reason why he wants you to get it. He wants you to get it now so he can give you more to get later. But it's not always just about us. Sometimes it involves somebody else. And, and, and God is good to do that. He is so good. At Impact Family Church, it is our desire to see you blessed through the power of the Word of God. We have been helping people to change their world for over 25 years through our dynamic ministries and teaching. If you are going to be in the North Central Florida area and are interested in attending our services or just want more information about us, you can visit us online at www.impactfamilychurch.com.